Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Aqib Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Before we begin the show today, let's meet the award-winning panel that makes this program one of the best in all the land. You know him from 30 years in the Indiana Senate, the great Jim Merritt. Hello. Robert. And you know him as the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. Abdullah Keep Shabazz, hello. How's it going, my friend? All right, let's start with, uh, boy, this just seems like a repetitive theme. Jim Lucas being an idiot. Boy, new year, new him. Nope, new year, same him. Uh, for most people hearing this show, they'll know uh, the details of this. So we'll just keep it at a very high level. Little little less than we might do on, say, like the regular Kendall and Casey show. So Jim Lucas is in the... Uh, in the state house, he's a state lawmaker from the Seymour area. He is, of course, uh, and we'll get to this here in a second. Had uh, run in with the law. He drove drunk. He fled the scene, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, pled ultimately pled guilty to to things related to that, um, and and got probation. So uh, he is in the state house. He uh, engages with a group of students that are there to protest gun laws, and at some point proceeds to flash his weapon which he is allowed to carry but the public at large is not and jim merritt i will start with you if i were jim well first of all this guy keeps doing stuff i mean you know long before he was you know pled guilty to the criminal stuff there was the the facebook post that he you know took his countdown over that people said were racist he made the insensitive uh remarks that he had to go to visit the holocaust museum obviously the criminal stuff this guy keeps doing stuff that lands himself in hot water. He has horrible judgment. Absolutely. And, and Rob, good to be with you. We we, um, we have this in, an individual here that has um, just no bounds, number one. Number two, I uh, went into fourth grade classes around the state. We want people to come in and intern uh, college students. We want people to see the constitutional data d- display case. There is so much to see. And fourth graders come to the state house to have their really their first experience in government. And this is what happens. I, I, I can I can imagine that if Olivia, when she's in, in the fourth grade, you're not gonna you're gonna think twice about sending your child to the state house when some lawmaker flashes a gun at them. Now, this is beyond the pall. There is uh, no—he should be ostracized. He should resign. And it's time somebody says no to this guy. It's it's just—it's beyond the pale. Abdul, I'm not angry about him showing—I mean, it's stupid. It's clearly stupid, but it's not illegal— my issue with Jim Lucas is what horrible judgment and what would you gain by showing your weapon 
to these kids. Oh, and the idea of concealed carry, as Jim and I were talking about before we went on the air, is to keep it concealed. And this guy keeps making horrible judgments. Yes. <laughs> Good take. How, how, can I, how can I explain this? Uh, it's unexplainable, I, Abdul. Let, let me put it this way. The, the speaker was not happy when he found out about it, and we will and we will, we will be asking the speaker about this uh, when we do our uh, end-of-the-week session media scrum because we know this is going to be a, a big topic. And you're right, this is not the first time uh, that Jim Lucas has exercised a, a lapse in judgment, so to speak, whether it was the flash in the gun in the state house, whether it was uh, driving under the influence, hitting a rail, uh, whether some of the things – and. I like Jim. Jim and I would get along fine. Uh, oh, I like him too. But but it's time. But it's like, dude, what part of this do you not understand? You you, you can't be doing stuff like this. Now, the the theory is that Jim. Uh, I was on the phone with a source this morning coming in. It was like Abdul. I think Jim's issue is that Jim thinks there's no doesn't think there's any such thing as bad publicity. Yes, there is. When you're on the front page newspaper about to go to jail, that's not good publicity. Well, yeah. So th- it's interesting. Merritt and I said this before we went on air. We were talking before you got here that. The, one of the major problems with this guy is he feeds off hearing his name. And, and nobody's told him no. Right. And, and so it comes back to when he got arrested and only pled guilty for not only driving drunk, which is bad enough, he fled the scene. And then if you watch the body cam video, he's clearly trying to mislead the cops when they're trying to because he hit his he hit his automobile because he was I mean, I don't think it takes a, a rocket scientist to figure out what he was trying to do there. And nothing happened. Curtis Hill, who was never charged with anything, got way more scorn and public rebuke from not only the the governor, but the General Assembly, than Lucas, who admitted he did these things. And we said at the time, if you don't hold him accountable, he will keep doing stupid stuff, even if you... I mean, he's embarrassing you. He can now, it, it, with this act that he did, he can now pull up a chair and clean his gun in the rotunda. <laughs> And, and and it's just disgraceful. This is a state representative, which is held high in communities, and and it, it's just unto- it's just beyond the pale. And as you can tell, I am very upset about this because yeah, this is about as mad as I've. You're like Ned Flanders. It's I am, so weird and, to and see I've, you no, angry. I've never called. We had a in the Senate long, long time ago. We had a state senator that was um, playing around with an intern, and he was ostracized he I, I wanted to end the intern program because of it and and uh, because we tell we tell parents that we'll take care of those uh, yeah. college students and, and and fourth graders come to the state house to learn a little bit about state government and and, and what's going to happen with parents now am I going to send my child or my grandchild to the state house probably not uh, Abdul, you're the uh, rumor, gossip, and innuendo monger <laughs> here on the show. Why did they not do anything to him? I mean, nothing happened to him when he drove drunk, blew through a barricade, fled the scene, tried to mislead the cops. Nothing happened. No one said a word about this publicly. Why did they? I mean, th- that emboldened this sort of behavior. Why did they let him get away with that? That I'm still trying to get my get my arms around. I, I do know this: Jim does have a uh, challenger uh, in the upcoming election. Uh, Trish Whitcomb Riley, who is the uh, daughter of uh, former Governor James Whitcomb Riley. If I no, 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 not writer, writer, writer James Whitcomb Riley. <laughs> no, it's not. The Governor Whitcomb there served yeah. from 1968 to 1972. That is that is her 
But he's also father. got he's also got a primary challenger, I think, too. There's some teacher that's ru- running against him. Is my he's, understanding? He's got a primary challenger and a general election challenger. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think, but I think what some folks are hoping is that the the voters will take care uh, take care of take care of this issue. Uh, but but if you think about it though, what, look look at what you just said. Loves attention. Loves to hear his own name. Doesn't think he can do any wrong. Who does that sound like? Yeah, but <laughs> Donald Trump Tom is Rikita, never, exactly. Oh, Tom Rikita, <laughs> with you, I never know. I said you're going after Trump. No, you're you're. But it is okay. So let's get to what I think is the most interesting part of this because to me, Lucas is an idiot. Okay, everybody already knew that. Lucas is a buffoon. Everybody already knew that. Lucas uses terrible judgment on the regular. Everybody knew that. What is most offensive to me about this, and Merritt, maybe you can give us some history on this, or maybe it was done after you left, he did something that if you or I or Abdul did it, we would be facing serious criminal charges, which is one, bringing a gun into the state house, and two, flashing it at people. But yet, because he's a lawmaker, he's allowed to do it without any, any repercussion. So the guy with the criminal record, Jim Lucas is allowed to do something that me with no criminal record against me if i if i did it i'm in big trouble he can do it do you know, was this when you were there that they were allowed to bring weapons in or was this an, uh, after you were gone well for, first of all uh, ever since 1990 legislators have been carrying weapons that's ridiculous yes well that is well happening. It's, it's, it's not it's only ridiculous if i can't do it too because i'm every bit the law-abiding citizen they are well they 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 you know we had a legislator once who when stressful times came and at night he smoked a pipe and there was no smoking is that all is that room. all he was smoking uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but he did that in his office and and nobody knew about it uh and it broke a rule but but it didn't harm anybody. This harms people. This is a, a stain on the legislature that needs to be removed. Let's let's put it this way: there are there are a number of lawmakers who carry. Uh, some of them know, know personally. Uh, if a armed intruder were to ever come in the state house and start <laughs> trouble, I would be more worried about being hit by a lawmaker than the armed intruder. Yeah, let's put it that way. And I'm fine with that. I don't have an issue with him carrying a firearm. Now again. Clearly, Mr. Gun Gun Advocate guy doesn't understand the premise of concealed carry because that's the premise of concealed carry is you don't know who's carrying. And he apparently, I mean, for all his supposedly 2A expertise, didn't seem to understand that. But why is it that just because you're a lawmaker, you have the right to do something I don't, which by the standard of the law, I've been a much better citizen than Jim Lucas has. Well, it's the age old. It's a, it's age old that that the legislature are, are another breed of cat, and <laughs> uh, and this has happened for a long, long time. But but this is a very serious issue, and I I um I I I call on Speaker Houston to make a decision to uh, somehow suspend or do something to put this guy in a corner. And the other issue, too, is, and this is a more serious issue, like I said, you want to carry fine law-abiding citizen, fine, I'm fine with that. But when you when you flash your weapon in front of basically 13- and 14-year-olds who have no idea what you're doing or what's going to happen, that kind of freaks people out because you have they, – they, they may not know who Jim Lucas is. Like, I'm a state lawmaker. Oh, look, I got a gun. Like, oh, my God. what You have no idea what this person is going to do. Yeah, and Mary and I were talking about this before you got here. If you were Lucas – and you just escape by the skin of your teeth, 
based on what you did. You know what you did. You know what you were trying to do. We still don't know where he was going or why. We know kind of what he claims, but obviously you can trust Lucas as far as you can throw him. You got away with it. You got somehow no rebuke from the people you work with. Wouldn't you just have tried to neither be seen nor heard? Because the account that I read was he engaged the conversation with the kids. It wasn't like a barrage of students came up to him and and cornered him like, you know, in the public square and he was forced to start, you know, defending himself. He engaged the conversation. Wouldn't you up for reelection? You got challengers galore. Wouldn't you just try to neither be seen nor heard for the entire session? Or you could say, hey, if I can get away with that, let's see what I can get away with next. Well, yeah. this is the problem, it's, right? It's, like, it's yeah. like the Carmel housewife who shoplifts. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. more the thrill. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, what, what the, the whole idea, legislators, this is not the first time that somebody stepped out of line, but most legislators, senators and, and, and representatives, kind of uh, dig a hole and then cover it a little bit and just – right along for the next year or two so and, and then people forget yeah but this guy doesn't he, there is no stopping him right now and he needs to be stopped Abdul. this is the worst this is the most mad i've ever seen you i am it's it, it's a it's a stain on the institution and 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 for the for my 30 years there i work so hard to uh, put a smile on the legislator legislature that people could bring their claim to the state house, that people could bring their complaint, that people would feel comfortable um, uh, interacting with the legislature, and this sets you back so far. Well, I was going to say, Jim, usually around usually around, usually it's around Valentine's Day when that stupid thing happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it may have came early. Well, <laughs> there might be more. <laughs> Rob Kendall, Jim Aaron, Abdullahim Shabazz, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with I told the, you it was coming. Indiana politics and government. Uh, Jamie Knoll back in the news again. Of course, we dedicated much of our show last week to him. He's the uh, the Clark, former Clark County Sheriff, former member of the Republican Central Committee, uh, soon to be uh, former Clark County GOP chairman. He's been charged with numerous felonies related uh, to his time as a sheriff of Clark County. Uh, Now it looks like this volunteer fire department that he was kind of overseeing is now in the crosshairs. And now his wife, according to you, you doing the reporting over at IndiePolitics.org, Misty Noel, is that her name? Misty Misty Noel, has been charged with 10 counts of tax evasion and theft. Abdul, the floor is yours. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Basically, uh, I read through, uh, as you all know, Jamie Noel has been uh, indicted on a number of uh, fraud and theft charges. And a lot of this goes back to to this uh, Utica Volunteer Township uh, Firefighters Association, where the, the where the fire where the fire department had a credit card, an American Express credit card, and they would use the American Express credit card according to the probable cause affidavit to buy things like cosmetics and jewelry, yeah, and Victoria's Secret, yeah. Now I don't know any firefighter who needs Victoria's Secret when they're putting out a fire, but okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> but, but, but but there was that, and also it was the amounts. Well, yeah, because basically the. They basically, according to the probable cause affidavit, uh, misappropriated almost like $3 million worth of funds. And then on top of that, almost failed to pay $4 million in taxes and income. Okay, so this is the thing, and it'll come to the full circle about what we talked about again last week. We're not talking about they, you know, pill for ten grand and had a really nice lamp in their living room. We're talking, you're talking, according to your reporting, $3 million? Yes. Uh, about I- houses... Across state lines, like I have a house in Florida that's for sale. I wouldn't say they bought a house like in Europe somewhere. 
Uh, it's as, as I read through it, I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding. Okay, so here's the question, Merritt, and I'll ask it again, and I'm going to mm-hmm. ask it every time a story about these two come out. You could make a compelling case Eric Holcomb was best friends with Jamie Knoll, correct? Actually, no. I checked on all that yesterday. The, Abdul, there's literally photos of him talking about how he's checking in on their kids at college, him being Holcomb. Do you check on just random strangers' kids at college? He was super close to Jamie Knoll. Yeah, but but close is one thing. It's it's another thing to be close to somebody. It's another thing to say did I did I know that he was doing all this illegal stuff? A lot of folks were like they had no idea that th- that this was going on. So if so if I started buying houses across state lines and I started going on lavish trips and I started buying cars and wearing tailor made three piece suits, Abdul, you'd be like I had no idea anything was going on with Rob. You wouldn't ask me, hey Rob. <laughs> How yeah, are yeah. you doing this? Yeah, yeah, but we also work together, too. I see you every day. As he a- saw Noel all the time. <laughs> there's there's tons of photos of these guys together. He's checking on their kids for crying out loud, Abdul. You know, regardless, coming out of the pandemic, it's quite clear, and I've seen polls, I've seen information about this. People think that government lies to them. The credibility of government is at an all-time low. There's no, there's really, they don't believe that they're being told the truth. They don't believe that what is going on at the state house or in, in um, the county seat is, uh, is, is what they want done. And there's so much angst, there's so much anger out there, and and people just are really disillusioned about government. And this is just adds to it. Okay, so here's my question for you, gossip monger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He obviously was, su- he being Jamie Noel, was super connected. Yes. And I am told that he might have some information on other super connected people. Is there a concern this guy is this going to sing for his supper in order to help himself? And who knows what might be caught up in the web that he can throw? Well, here's the latest thing I also found out. Uh, between the time you and I chatted last night and this morning. <laughs> 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 because the fun just never stops. Uh, with respect to his wife, Misty, and this will be in the next, uh, this weekend's edition of the Cheat Sheet, because I didn't think I was going to put out one, but here we here we go again. Business is a booming for well, you. Yeah, yes, it is. Well, mid-February. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is his wife, Misty, uh, is trying to plea bargain with uh, state and federal prosecutors that she will serve time, uh, make restitution, but to keep their daughter out of jail, because one of their daughters also worked for the ab- for the firefighter, oh, for the ambulance company. So yeah. there's that part of the equation we don't know necessarily if jamie is going to do that yet but we're hearing that he may try to plea bargain uh as well so there's that part uh of the equation out there and number two uh there are uh, part of the reason why not well part of the reason why not why not a lot of people call from to, to step down is because uh, okay i'm getting i'm getting ahead of myself here there's sort of two pots of money here there's don't there's money that jamie gave to like not-for-profits you know regular charities and money that he gave to people that he was trying to buy who may, be, who may have been elected officials or appointed yeah. officials who may be trying to buy influence. Right. So what state police and the FBI have done, or the Justice Department have done, is they sort of bifurcated that. If he gave you money for charity purposes, we're not looking at food right. because you have no idea. If he gave you money to get influence, you may want to segregate those funds, get some invoices, and say, hey, FBI, here's what happened. Because, and please note, because this happened over state lines. Now it's federal. It's federal. The federal government's involved. Yeah. And so, uh, and the federal charges... Uh, the, we're basically waiting to see what the state does with all the with all the rest of the charges that are coming before the federal charges come in. I will continue to ask this question. You have done some great reporting on this, and we have covered this here extensively. 
other than WIBC and Indy Politics, it seems like nobody in Indianapolis media is covering this. Why? This is a huge story to me. No, but nobody, uh, nobody in Apple's media, but doing a really good job of this. Uh, the Louisville media. Why isn't this a bigger story here, though? I mean, this is one of the most powerful Republicans in the state. He's c- accused of horrific things. I think, I think, because, I think distance. I think it really because it's 150 miles away. Is, uh, a story about corruption, and Clark has like a story about corruption in Gary. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's what they do. <laughs> well, there are a lot of good people in Clark yeah. County, but, and a, but and a lot of good people in Gary also. But you just got that reputation. Uh, I want to say. Uh, I was talking about sources more like a They used to call Clark County Little Chicago. Wait, oh, really? Well, it, it it just adds to the 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 mountain of bad news in politics where there's money involved, and uh, it, it goes back to the trust factor. And and uh, uh, Jamie's got a whole heap of problem now, no question about and, it. And, and I told this, you knew this guy, right? You yeah, kn- I, know, yeah. you know mm-hmm. him. You ever meet him? Yeah, I met him a few times. I met him one time Mm -hmm. that I recall, Mm -hmm. and it was when I first started working for the state auditor's office, and so that would have been 11 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, and in that one encounter, it was like, something is really off about this guy, and so this is why I will continue to ask the question, if I can meet a guy, I think we met him at a McDonald's, actually, Mm -hmm. it's like, if I can meet a guy for one hour at a McDonald's, and I was just fresh in the state house, had no idea who any of these people were, and I can pick up on it. How is it possible that all these super connected Republicans are around this guy all the time? How is it possible they didn't ca- pick up on this? Well, who knows? Maybe they all did know and they just kept it hush hush. Or also, too, it's like the serial killer. We had no idea he had those bodies in the crawl space. That way, Gage used to be a clown. <laughs> FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty. I got to say, I learned something today that I didn't even know. Maybe they changed a law on this. The signature, so it's time, it's getting time for statewide office holders to have to turn, or candidates have to turn in their signatures on the Republican and Democrat side to run for president, senate, or governor. I did not know they had to be in at different times because apparently the presidential signatures are before. Yes. The the I, I I plead ignorance on that, and I did not know that. Uh, I'm only mentioning this because apparently Nikki Haley did not get the signatures to get on the ballot, and Donald Trump tweeted out about that. And Jim Banks, by the way, isn't it weird how obsessed Jim Banks is now with people not being able to run for public office in the state of Indiana? That's yeah. so weird. He sent out some nana 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 tweet about it, and it's like between you trying to keep Rust off and you excited she can't run. For a guy who's supposed to have fought for his country for liberty and freedom, you sure don't want the people to have the freedom to run. Well, well not only that, you're giving political oxygen to to people like Rust. No one would know about anything about <laughs> Rust unless Jim Banks yeah. talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because uh, that, that was, I was following the Jamie Knowles story yesterday. So I didn't have a chan- chance to check on signatures. I am not surprised that. Uh, the former governor of South Carolina had trouble, uh, did not get her signatures in. Because we wrote about this a while back uh, in the cheat sheet, if you recall. Uh, there were some issues about whether she was going to get her signatures and who was in charge of getting signatures and all, all the back and forth. So 
the fact that uh, Nikki Haley won't be on the ballot here in Indiana because she didn't get the signatures turned in, that does not surprise me at all with all the problems that she had early on getting her signatures in, which, by the way, was in the cheat sheet. Yes, you did. You did report that. Well, you know why? She had Holly Sullivan heading up part of that, uh, according to you, and that, uh, well, we saw how anything Holly Sullivan touches goes. And uh, uh, But she did clarify to you, didn't she, that she wasn't getting paid. She was just doing it of her own uh, own free will. Yeah. Probably oh, could be over by then. Uh, but speaking of the signatures, because uh, that's why I texted you, because I, I thought, did I asked you, did Curtis Hill get his signatures? Because we're getting down on the governor's side, even though they weren't due Yesterday, we're down to the nitty gritty now. I want to say the the say the, the, the signatures are due. I want to say February 9th. I okay, so are. nine days. The nine days has been changed from when we're changed. putting this together. Um, Suzanne Crouch has turned hers in. Eric Doden's turned his in. Doden's turned his in. I don't know. Uh, don't I don't think Chamber, even... Chamber should have his. Uh, Mike Braun should have his. Uh, the question is going to be: uh, Will Curtis Hill get his? The last time Curtis and I talked, he said he was. Uh, he hired a company to, to get his signatures. He, he said he he said he would be on the ballot. We'll see when the what's he gonna tell out. you? No, I got no shot. I mean, what's he gonna say? Well, that well, would be a total embarrassment, Merritt, if Curtis Hill couldn't even get the signatures. Well, yeah, it is, and and one one of the reasons why I didn't run for governor is because these signatures are difficult to get, and you. Like we've said on this program before, it's one hundred twenty, hundred fifty thousand dollars to pay people to go out and get the get the signatures for you. And you know, there's a reason why you have these signatures. It's, it's it shows support, and that that you have a chance to uh, to uh, compete as governor. And uh, if not, we'd have twenty seven people running for governor. We've talked about this before, and I want to get into it again because I think one big part of the terrible ballot access laws in the state is going to go with the Rust lawsuit, this primary thing. On February 12th. That's right. Yeah, it's coming up. 11 days. Is the signature thing next? Because the idea, I mean, to me, the signature thing is almost more egregious than the two primary thing because at least with the two primaries, that don't cost you nothing. You, as you said, Barrett, you got to have one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, and a staff full of people to pull this thing off. Uh, to me, the signature thing is more egregious than the two primary thing. I, I would not be surprised if the signature issue is next uh, once the Supreme Court makes an actual decision on on uh, on the on the rest case. Now, I do believe there should be some guardrails because you don't want your your ballot to look like you know a, a CVS pharmacy sure. receipt with all with all those names in there. The question is. Is five is forty five hundred signatures, five hundred verified signatures from each congressional district? Is that a, is that too much or is that enough? I, I do because uh, a lot of states do have some sort of some signature requirements to get on the ballot if you're running. Well, hey, it's one thing if you're going to say, hey, you got to get five hundred statewide signatures or some, you know, something like that. That yeah. is, shows a little bit of you know, you know organization. Robert, I have changed my mind hey, on this. Hey, we're saving souls over I, here. I, I have changed my mind. I believe that we need to go to a convention style nomination Perfect. for governor, U.S. Senate, maybe even Congress, rather than have the primary. I'm convinced uh, <laughs> Brad Kloffenstein, Kloffenstein and I do Merit yeah. Morning, and we talk a lot about this, and I think it ought to be into a convention um, uh, nomination for the ticket. I, I really... <laughs> Abdul, I've just switched. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Welcome to the club, Jim. Yeah. He's found religion. We're <laughs> glad to have I you. I think it's the right thing to do. We're so glad to have you here. Yeah. Hey, uh, and we people gotta... like myself, uh, who might want to run for governor, U.S. Senate, this gives me an opportunity yeah. and gives others opportunity not to have a just bankroll of cash 
to see what they can do with their fellow Republicans and Democrats. Uh, real quick, before we go, we got about a minute left here. Uh, this FSSA thing is now totally blown up with this billion-dollar Medicaid shortfall about the governor's plan to go after uh, money that has been given to parents who care for severely disabled kids. Suzanne Crouch came out against this, and it's like, where have you been this entire time? You're well, against well, it now. Uh, not, not only that, last year... Everybody went to the state house to talk to the members of the Senate and the House about Medicaid dollars, and and then and, and for a lot of um, uh, purposes, that the legislators, after hearing about all this last session, still punted it back to FSSA, and and so this needs a lot more conversation because it 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 Suzanne Crouch is a part of that administration that makes that decision. And it's going to be very interesting to see. She comes out against her own administration. What happens next? Yeah, and she always does this. we got about 20 seconds left. And we'll be, I, I, I'm, I'm totally against what we're doing, but I don't ever object to it until I'm running for governor. And now I'm totally against what we're doing. It's a fine line. They're pro- I'm, I imagine Holcomb's about had enough of her. There's a, there's a story behind that, too. We'll talk about it a little bit All later. All right, very good. <laughs> Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt, you guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merrick, program, State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul at ATTYAbdul. Be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. And you can find him on Facebook and YouTube, Merritt in the Morning Podcast, Merritt in the Morning on YouTube and Facebook. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. So that's going to do it for us today. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Kim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.